Oh my God. All right, guys, today, one of my favorite guests that I love to sit down and talk to about relationships is none other than my man, Stefan Speaks. Stefan is just absolutely the no BS, tell the truth on how men think, how men act, and how men feel. And what I love about him is that we really do sit down and have this like completely open, transparent, no judgment, no defenses up discussion about the difference between men and women. And today, guys, he shares how men think about sex and what it actually means if he does or doesn't make a move on the first date. And the reason why I find this stuff fascinating is because as women, it's so impactful and empowering to be able to make decisions with your eyes wide open. And so by identifying the signs and the signals, deciphering what someone means when they say certain things can be so incredibly powerful because now you have the tools. It is up to you on how you decide whether you stay in this relationship or you leave that relationship, but you're able to do it with your freaking eyes open and that's what this episode is about so without further ado our man stefan speaks drops truth bombs after truth bombs so let's just dive in right now and guys if this brought you value please do like subscribe share this episode with your homie and let them know about women of impact rating and reviewing does make a difference guys and spreading the word is definitely the the one ask i have so if you don't mind share this and now let's get into it with my boy stefan speaks I want to warn the women, all right, so that they can understand what's going on here. Today on Women of Impact, relationship expert Stefan Speaks exposes the naked truth on how men see sex. You can easily go from potential wife to just the woman he wants to sleep with. Here is my belief. There's going to be a lot of people who may disagree with it. Find out if the new man in your life is Mr. Right or Mr. Right Now. There are certain phrases that are pretty much called for I just want to have fun and be casual. And which phrases are they? The joy of sex and the pitfalls of dating. Nothing is off limits. When the women hear this, I, I just want them to understand this is a rare moment. Stefan, welcome to Women in Impact. <laughs> Thank you. Oh Glad my to be back. Last time you were here, the episode freaking blew up. Yeah. And honestly, your, your advice is so freaking epic. And so I really want to dive in today on something very specific. Okay. When us women go on dates, there's always that one moment where you're waiting, like, is he going to make a move? Is he not going to make a move? <laughs> and if he does make a move, we interpret it to mean something. And if he doesn't make a move, we interpret it to mm -hmm. mean something. So I'd really love to dive in deep today. So by the end of the episode, people actually know what are the signals so that we can know whether we should maybe... Um, take the relationship seriously, whether it's going to be a one night stand. And so help us understand how men see sex, how men see sex on the first date. Wow. And then let's, <laughs> let's really dive deep on the subject. Uh, where, where should we begin? So let, let me start with how men view sex on the first date. Perfect. All right. So I think in today's society, um, there's two sides, of course. There's men who they're going to judge you if you have sex with them on the first date. They may not be vocal about that uh, on social media and things of that nature because some of them understand if I say I'm gonna judge you, then I won't be able to get it. So I'll play like it's not a big problem for me, but in reality, I am gonna question certain things about you if you move too fast. Now, I always believe that 
once someone is in the moment and depending on how much they actually like you can determine how they will interpret certain things. So basically if I'm not really that interested and I already came into it just hoping to have fun and we have sex on the first date, well now you just kind of uh, giving me the reward I was looking for and I'm just gonna stick with that. And yeah, it's, it's not even about him judging you at that point. All it did is make sure that it stayed in the box that he wanted to keep it in to begin with, all right? But if he actually really likes you and has deeper genuine interest, then he's more willing to like view that as an outlier moment and not say that's, that's a representative of her character and something that I need to question or look deeper into. So I think that, you know, for a lot of women, you, it's very dangerous to kind of get caught up in how the man interprets things because you just don't know. And it's going to vary from man to man. You have to stand in your truth because if you are a woman, and I'm not saying women should have sex on the first date, but if you are a woman who are, who's okay with having sex on the first date, well, the last thing you want is to end up with a man who views that poorly because chances are there's other areas in sex that you guys won't be on the same page about. And there's going to be a conflict ongoing that's going to not allow you to, to be in harmony in the bedroom, so to speak. So to me, it's like as a woman, you have to live in whatever your truth is. But yes, there are men who judge and then there's some men who they don't care. Like, I'll be honest with you. I'm one of those guys. I never cared. I never felt that if this happens on the first date that I can't take you seriously. You know, to me, it was deeper than that. You know, do we have a connection? You know, can we communicate? Are we on the same page? If that's there... I always viewed that that moment of sex on the first date as maybe the chemistry was just strong. Like I don't I didn't go deep into that's her character, she does that with everybody. But there's a lot of dudes that do, and I will say this too. I've seen one situation where a man met a woman, they had sex on the first date, they eventually get in a relationship. Months into the relationship, things get a little rocky. A friend of his says to him, Well, what do you expect? She had sex with you on the first date. So even though he was willing to look past it, the other people who tells about it could end up planting a seed of negativity, of doubt in him, using that as the validation for that. So it was like, oh, well, you see how she handled this. You see what she did there. And that's where it can become dangerous because if he doesn't know how to think for himself and not allow outside noise to impact them, he's going to have a hard time in that moment pushing away those negative thoughts and focusing on what's more important. (laughs) There's so much amazing goodness there. Okay, so there's really definitely two parts of it, right? There's there's us as women, how do we show up on that first date? And then there's also um, receiving how the men then reacts towards you, okay? So it's like, if they make the move, we interpret that as, oh, maybe they really like us. But it could be they're just looking for a one-night stand. Yes. If they don't make the move, we can interpret it as like, oh, they must not like us. And actually, they're like, wow, maybe there's something more. So it's a very confusing. <laughs> I think I'm going to say that eight times in this episode. Um, so I would really love to like start to peel back the signs and just kind of go over the interpretations. Because you know me, I'm all about how do we empower women right now to be able to then make decisions for themselves, mm-hmm. right? That's the goal. It's not about like, wow, if the guy turns, you know, tries it on, then you should sleep with him. No, 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 no. It's that 
If they do X, Y, and Z, then at least we can understand what that could mean. We can look at all the situation and then decide for ourselves whether this is something we want to do or not. Yes. So let's take, for instance, let's start with the guy that doesn't actually try it on. Okay. I've heard you say, like, sometimes it's confusing for the men because mm -hmm. if they don't try it on, they worry that us as women interpret that as we don't, they're, they're not interested. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they're actually just trying to take it slowly. Yes. So that's actually more common than women think. And I think when trying to understand how to decipher if this man is just serious or maybe he's la lacking interest. One, let me say this. If he, so if he doesn't make the move, but he's treating you well on this date, he's engaging in conversation, he's showing interest, you have to use that as, okay, wait a minute, because here's the thing, a guy who's only on a date just for the sake of a one night stand and having fun is in most cases limiting the conversation, actually probably making the conversation very sexual, making very, you know, sexual comments and things of that nature. He's not trying to go deep within learning who you are and understanding you better. He just wants to get to the main event, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. If this guy is spending time getting to know you, but doesn't make a move, then I think that, yes, that's the sign that he is genuinely interested. Men become more cautious when it comes to making sexual attempts, the more they like a woman. Oh. So I knew one uh, story where a guy, he was like a man whore, all right? He was just running around, different women, quote unquote, having his fun. He meets a woman one day, this is in college, he meets a woman, he comes home, because we were roommates, and he's like, I think I met the one. And with this woman, he said specifically, I don't want to try to have sex with her. I want to take this slow. Like, he literally held back. So this same guy who would not give that kind of leeway to the other women he, he was dating, like, to them, if, if they're not going to sleep with him, they're out. That's plain and simple. But with this woman, he was saying, I want to take it slow. Because men... At that point, they don't want that woman to think, I'm only here for sex. I'm trying to show you that I want you for more than that. I'm trying to respect you in that way, as well as some men may have evolved to the point of realizing, I don't want to cloud my judgment by having sex too soon. I don't want to make this messy. I don't want to create attachments. Let me take my time. If the more intentioned he is, the more he's willing or decides he wants to take his time. And I will say, if he, even though we're going to talk about the guys who make the attempt, if he makes the attempt and you decline and he handles it, that's another sign to you that, okay, it's more so how he handles your willingness to wait. So, for example, let's just say you, he hasn't made the move, but sex comes up. And you, just, you mentioned how you want to take your time with it. <clears throat> well, again, the guy who's not that serious is probably going to try to give you some pushback you know, may maybe even be dismissive or may just ignore it and still try to push and make moves. Whereas the guy who, again, is serious about you is going to be a lot more mindful of it. So, and again, it gets tricky. And that's why I think women have to look at the overall situation, mm -hmm. the overall picture of what's going on. How is he behaving otherwise outside of just making a move on you? And is there, that's amazing, is there any fine line though between now you've become a challenge? Because I think that that's also one thing where some guys I've heard, you know, a lot of friends talk about that they've now become the conquest. Mm -hmm. And so they are going to play it slow in order to just to make sure that they actually get you into bed. 
So that does happen. Um, I, in my per professional opinion, I don't think that happens as often as women think. Um, I think especially in today's world, people are used to, we're, we're in a microwave society. We, we want things right away. We want it easy. A lot of guys who are just trying to have sex want the least half of resistance, all right? So if, if they have to go through the whole play it slow and wait and take you out on dates throughout that process, and that's the key there too. It's one thing to take it slow as in I have to wait a longer period of time before you're willing to sleep with me versus I have to continuously put in effort during that time for you to sleep with me. Most guys are not trying to go months of consistently talking, taking you out, spending money on you while waiting just for that one moment to have sex so they can finally get it and walk away. Most guys. Does it exist? Yes. But most men don't even have the resources to... Could, could you imagine if I'm a guy and I have to do that with every woman, all right, that I'm trying to get with or several women, it gets expensive <laughs> just to have sex. Multiple dates, multiple... You know, that's... No. So... Most of those guys are going to go for, okay, well, we can still talk here and there. We can Netflix and chill maybe, but putting forth real effort? No, that's not what most guys are going to do. So I think that, again, though, though those type of men exist, you can't get so worried about them that you now misjudge or you push away the man who's actually genuine about taking his time and working with you and, and considering how you feel about things. Listen, most people, I don't think anyone's that great of a liar. I think if you get someone, yes, I think if you get someone talking enough, they will expose themselves. So I think it's important for women to understand if you are concerned about his intentions, keep him talking. Keep the conversation going. Number one, on one level, the man who's serious about you will embrace that conversation. The man who isn't is more likely to try to like end that. Like he doesn't want to keep this going. He doesn't want to talk all day. He wants to get to it, you know? So that in itself will show you, okay, what kind, of, what kind of investment is he making emotionally into this? But also, when people have to keep answering questions, it's hard to keep your lies straight when you're constantly being questioned about certain things. And not in an interrogation type of way, but in the natural flow of conversation. I just think that a lot of women, they get so afraid to ask questions when they're dating a guy, especially when they like him because they're worried about rocking the boat, pushing him away, all these different things, and they shoot themselves in the foot because it's those questions that would have exposed what his real intentions are. God, that's so true. And then the confirmation bias as well, when you go into like a first date or something, or if you're mm -hmm. dating someone, you're looking for certain things. Yes. And so sometimes when, you're, when you were saying about asking questions, it's like, yes, you can ask questions, but also you have to be aware of why you're asking the question and not try not to as much as possible. Put your confirmation bias in there because you're waiting for the guy to say, I want to, let's say, for instance, you're looking for a relationship and you go into the first date. I, at least for myself, I know that I've been waiting for like, Okay, he said he's willing to, he wants to get married. All right, that's right. And so now I'm waiting for to hear the things that I want to hear. Mm -hmm. um, and I can potentially ignore the other signs that maybe um, are maybe staring me in the face. Yes, yes. And so, that, and that's the thing. I think the, one of the mistakes we're making, both men and women, is going into dates with certain expectations mm. and being so laser focused to the point that, as you said, we're looking for this one thing and we ignore all the other stuff that's giving us the answer that we need. I think it's more important for us to go in with a mindset of 
This is an experience. We're here to have a good time. Focus on having fun first, okay? And through having fun, be confident in yourself enough to be aware. Like there's a way to kind of, I don't want to use the word indulge because people might take that the wrong way, but there's a way to allow yourself to let loose and enjoy the moment, but still pay attention to what's going on. You see, so rather than looking for it, just be aware of it, aware if it pops up. So if he does mention something, like if he says, yeah, I'm not looking for anything serious, you don't have to go in waiting for that moment that he says that. No, but when he says it, okay, you know what? Register that, process that. Now I know what he's on. Okay, and now I have to determine, do I want to engage with that or not? And make sure that you actually pay attention because part of you kind of wants to be like, yeah, but maybe I can change him. Maybe yeah. he hasn't met me yet, right? <laughs> yeah. And I understand that inclination. Like I'm never, like, I'm not looking to blame women in any way, shape or form, but mm -hmm. I understand that as human beings, that's going to be a natural inclination where you think, if, if I'm the one, then things will be different. You know, not to bring up names, but like I always think about George Clooney. Mm. And I'm like, this guy, you know, proclaimed he was going to be a bachelor for the, his entire life. And he was in all of these really long-term relationships. And then I think he ended up meeting a woman and then like a couple of months later, he got married and has had kids. Mm. Um, so there is that part of a lot of us that hope that they're going to change when they meet us. But so what women have to understand is that most men have already come into that date putting you in a box. Mm. Meaning they've already determined this is probably not going any further than having fun. Maybe this is, maybe I would consider a relationship with her, but I couldn't see myself marrying this woman. Or this is potential wife, all right? Mm. Now that sounds crazy when he hasn't really talked to you much yet, right? But as bad as it sounds, a lot of men, just by looking at you and their level of attraction to you have determined what's the potential of this situation. So if he comes into it only already viewing you as just having fun, the chances that you can get out of that box into the more serious ones is extremely unlikely. I'm not saying it's never happened, but again, it's, it's probably just not gonna happen. You, and you can't go in thinking, I can change that, all right? So if he's showing you initially I'm not looking for something serious. I just want to have fun. You really have to take them at that word. And you have to say, okay, how do I want to navigate this knowing that's what his intentions are? Mm -hmm. If he changes it, it should not be because I had to go on this mission of trying to change his mind. It should just be that maybe he evolved into realizing, wow, I have something special here. Maybe I could you know, make this work with her. I want this. But it has to happen in a natural flow or you just showing up as your own true self, not you trying to, again, capture his attention and change his mind. The other crazy thing is, now let's say he came into it saying, this is potential wife. You can easily go from potential wife to just the woman he wants to sleep with. Oh. All right, so it's hard to upgrade. It's very easy to be downgraded, very easy. And this is where a lot of women get confused because they'll have these situations with men where let's say he's putting in all the effort the first month or so, He's showing genuine intent. Let's say it does happen where they have sex or whatever. But then over time, she notices the effort's not there anymore. It, he stops. Mm -hmm. it, everything's changing. And the, the idea is, oh, he always wanted to just have fun. He always wanted to be casual. He was playing games. He led me on. You know, he's despicable. But in reality, no. He came in with the idea that this could be something. 
However, somewhere along the way, he determined this isn't going to work. And unfortunately, and I'll use the word unfortunately because this is what gets women feeling used and played, is unfortunately, even though he recognizes, okay, this can't go too far uh, anymore in my eyes, I still want to have sex with her. Mm. You see, that's, that's the constellation prior, so to speak, at that point. So he hangs on or he keeps going for that reason and not even necessarily just for that reason. Also because men have a hard time rejecting a woman and just saying, it's, this isn't going to work. This, you know, let's move in a different direction. Because men are typically in the position of trying to pursue and capture that woman's attention. And we're not given that opportunity to reject all the time. Whereas women, you go through life, you're approached by a lot of different men. You, you have to tell the guy in the street, no. You have to tell different guys, no, I'm not interested. You're more accustomed to letting that guy down. So these men in these situations, it's like, I like this woman. I think she's a great girl. I don't think she's the one. And I don't know as a man how to have that conversation and let her go properly. Instead, I start to fall off with my efforts. I start to fall off with my attention because I'm hoping that maybe either she will just say, all right, let me just leave this alone, right? Versus me having to be, quote unquote, the bad guy and verbally express to her, no, you aren't it. Especially because it's now hard for me to explain why you're not it when I do like you and there's technically nothing wrong with you. We're just not the right fit. It's just not there, you know? And I've mentioned this in some of my other videos. It's crazy because I feel like women growing up were fed more of the fantasy idea of the one, the right man, which I believe in the one, but the whole even connection that I've talked about before, women know it and understand it. However, as we get older, it's like men hold to that principle more than women do. So though women understand connection and that one guy that you really can be with, once a woman sees a man that she wants for whatever reason, a lot of women tend to now forget about the connections not there. Forget about the fact that maybe it's not the right, the best fit for me. No, I want this, so I'm locked in. Whereas the man, he's more like, yeah, she's great, but she's not it. She's not the one. And this is where we see a lot of confusion and disconnect and just problems happen. Oh my God, like literally my eyes are like <laughs> bulging out of my head from just like how amazing that really was like the cartoons, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, eyes coming out. There was so much that, oh my God, that's so powerful in understanding the difference. And I actually really like, it's really beautiful. And this is one thing that I just, I've said to you many times that I love about your message is it's not about blame. It's not about saying, oh my God, the men are toxic and you know, mm -hmm. or anything like that. There are, of course, toxic people yes. out there, a thousand percent. But we like to put people in a bucket and we go, oh, well, if months down the line, you know, they are now not showing interest. I have been played these whole few months. And I think it's super powerful to actually know mm -hmm. we do change. And maybe certain things have shown over that those few months in that relationship where now they realize, oh, maybe you're not the one or vice versa. Yes. And why do you think then we actually blanket and just being like, oh, they've been lying to me the whole time? Is it from for self-preservation? Yes, I do believe it's self-preservation. It's easier to say they're just a horrible person who oh. played me than to believe, well, something was missing in this dynamic that couldn't move it forward. Because for a lot of women, the unfortunate thing that women do is they start to think I wasn't good enough. Yes. What yes. was wrong with me? Mm. And I try to explain to women, like, it's not about what was wrong with you. 
It's just you're not the right fit. So again, you can be the most amazing, awesome woman, but you don't fit with every guy. And so his unwillingness to move forward with you is not a question of your value. It's a question of you guys cannot live in harmony together in the long term. He's acknowledging and recognizing that, so he's pulling away. You know, it's a blessing that he pulls away. Because again, too many women, though deep inside they may know he's not the right guy, for various reasons try to make it work. Try to hold on and rationalize past their intuition telling them he's not it. Leave, leave, leave. But she's like, no, I got to, I gotta, <laughs> somehow this is going to work out for us. And it gets them into a lot of trouble. But uh, getting back to the point of, yeah, like it's, it is about self-preservation because she doesn't want to face that, that thought. But what I want women to, to look at is, no, look at it as we're just not the right fit. There's nothing wrong with that. The vast majority of people that you date, whether you like them or not, you don't fit with. Mm. That's reality. I always say you can meet 100 men tomorrow, 99 of them aren't for you. Mm. We have to learn to understand that when we're dealing with the person who is not truly best for us, things are going to go left somewhere, mm. all right? Whether that's feeling unfulfilled, whether that's somebody cheating, whether that's constant arguing, something's going to go wrong because we do not connect correctly. And I think once we start to understand that better, we stop internalizing the situations that didn't progress the way that we wanted them to. And we start to be able to, we preserve ourselves through truth rather than this fear and this denial of what this thing really was. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's more empowering. It's nicer to yes. kind of think that your relationship just there, there isn't that perfect connection and maybe you know over time you start to realize then to blanket statement i was used because let i mean let's face it none of us want to feel used it mm -hmm. feels terrible it makes us feel badly about ourselves and then it makes you question that next time that next relationship exactly. like what did i miss and maybe you didn't miss anything on the first day maybe you didn't miss anything a month in and like you said it never dawned on me about the fact that guys would find it harder to let you go in that nice way mm -hmm. um, that really never dawned on me. And so when you were saying, I was like, oh, I actually, like that belief actually would sit better with me as a person who's, let's say, split up from somebody than the belief that they were always toxic and they tricked me and I didn't see it coming. Yeah. And, and I think, again, we have to always look at the overall picture. The toxic man is toxic in many ways. So he's not just going to be, oh, he treated you amazing and now his effort falls off, you know, um, and, or now he wants to walk away. That He's not toxic. Mm. The toxic guy was mistreating you from day one. The toxic guy was, was taking advantage of you from day one. He was doing so many different things that was uh, cheating you out of a healthy and happy relationship. All right. So that's how we can tell the difference because... No toxic guy can be amazing for a long stretch of time and just be like, nah, I'm not into it anymore. Mm. That's not what typically happens. But yeah, I, I think it's important for us to understand that men do struggle with that. And, and this is a big reason why I'm not, I feel the need to mention it. It's one of the big reasons why I'm not a believer of women proposing to men. All right. There's a lot of people out there who want to say, well, you know, a woman should be able to do it. What's wrong with that? What's the difference? And to me, it's like you have to understand the psychology of the man. A lot of men don't know how to say no. Especially and if you add if you add factors like doing it in front of an audience and things of that nature, 
it's going to be a greater struggle for him. It, especially because, again, a lot of guys are good guys in the wrong relationship. And there's a lot of good women in the wrong relationship. And when you're in the wrong relationship, even the most nicest person may start to do things that look unhealthy and toxic because it's a symptom of two people who don't belong together. So there was a situation where this woman um, proposed to this man and I ended up talking to him later and he said, like he told me, the only reason he got married is because he, he was too afraid to say no. He didn't know how to say it. They were married, I think, for five to six years. And then finally, it, you know, inevitably reached its end and then they finally got a divorce. But there's a lot of stories like that. And I think, you know, you got to understand if that man really wants to be with you, especially when I'm talking about proposing, he's not going to have a problem doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you in most cases, when the woman feels the need to have to propose, it's because deep inside you sense if you don't, he will never. So you're trying to secure it by doing it yourself. I'm not saying there's never been a genuine proposal by a woman, and I'm not saying it's never worked out. There's exceptions to every rule, but in the vast majority of cases, it's not good. It's not gonna work, and it's a sign of a deeper problem in that relationship that hasn't been addressed. So yeah, men, men just, we're not in the typical position to reject. So to do that is just a very uncomfortable thing, as, especially also when you consider the fear of men view women as more emotional. And I believe women are biologically more emotional. So it's like, I'm afraid if it's going to make her cry. How is she going to react? If he is not a guy that is void of feelings, that he's so dark hearted that he's just not going to care if you're crying in his face. Well, then the thought of you crying is going to make him be hesitant. It's going to be cause for concern. Think about how many men even in relationships hold back what they want to say because they're worried about how it's going to make their partner feel. Mm -hmm. So they just shut up and they would rather either shut up or they, they won't say the no that needs to be said in fear of how she's going to react and handle it. Oh my God. It's so true. Um, Tom and I, my husband, um, we've been married for 20 years and that's mm -hmm. one of our relationship rules is you must say the hard thing, even if you know it's going to upset the other person. Mm. Like we have like literally our own kind of rule book and we've yeah. just pinky sworn because <laughs> that's important to know though, because when he comes to me and maybe says something that is upsetting, I've given him permission. So now there's no like, you've hurt my feelings. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, you're keeping in line with the commitment that we've both agreed to. So thank you for saying the hard thing it's actually a complete opposite of how we then receive it because we've agreed to it yes. in the beginning because of that point of do you want a healthy relationship if so then to your point you have to be able to say the hard things you have to be able to say the truth and it doesn't mean that you're not going to hurt the person mm -hmm. but if that isn't your intention but you know you have to say it, it's going to be very important to still say it yes and i think with you saying that i think everyone watching this every woman who dates from now on should give that man permission mm -hmm. to be blatantly, brutally honest. Yeah. Because it will save her the headache of confusion and his fear of how she will receive it. I do think, because I, I think it's brilliant what you and Tom do, how you have to have an agreement of how we handle certain moments, how will we talk to each other, you know, what's the time frame that we give each other if we need to go to our corners. You know, some people have, we won't go to sleep at night, you know, mad at each other. Whatever it is, create that structure. Because as you mentioned, once it's agreed upon, it's so much easier now to adhere to it and to not let things get out of whack. But when there is no understanding and agreement, it can go haywire really fast. So if 
people, when they started dating, told each other, men and women, hey, if you reach a point that you're not interested, let me know mm -hmm. and I'm going to be cool. Mm -hmm. I'll accept it. I, what, I, what I wanted to be the case, I'd rather you be honest with me. It would at least increase the chances of a man or even a woman being straightforward and saying, you know what, I've reached that point rather than letting things drag on because they don't know how to tell you they're no longer interested. Mm -hmm. And going beyond that, just anything that we need to talk about, let's be brutally honest. And I think what's even more awesome about that is if we can get through the brutal honesty in that dating process, that sets us up for greater success if we get into an actual relationship or marriage. If we've decided that we are a good fit for each other and now we'll be able to see it more clearly because we're being so much more real with each other, now, man, I really think like that can be a revolutionary method for so many people to use is come to that agreement as soon as possible. Yeah, thank you. It's really made such a difference because we have. We've definitely had those moments where I'm like, look, I know you don't want to hear this, but here is the truth. Mm -hmm. And we actually have received each other very well. Um, there was something you said earlier, I didn't want to interrupt, that was so freaking powerful. So, um, when, it is very confusing, I think, also for the guys, and I don't ever want to, again, say that the women are the victims because the guys do have it hard as well. And mm -hmm. so, again, how do we get on that same page um, when it comes to sex and dating? And there was one thing that you said that it didn't even dawn on me, but you said, you know, when a guy goes on a date and treats a woman and pays, there's an investment there. Yeah. And sometimes it can be hard for the guy because sometimes women are just looking for a free dinner yes and I'm never gonna paint the picture that women are the perfect species and men aren't so I actually really want to talk about this so that I can so that us women can hear what it's like from your guys' side and that may be maybe why he tries it on with you yes so one example a story that pops in my head right away is I was speaking at an event a couple years ago and a guy came to me and he said you know how I need help with this whole dating thing and I was like, well, okay, what's going on? He's like, he moved to Atlanta at the time. And he said, you know, he committed to intentionally dating. He said he's been on several dates in the past few months, but he's paid, spent over a couple thousand dollars. And he's like, listen, at this rate, I can't afford this. You know, wh what can I do? And, you know, I talked to him about being more creative with his dates because I'm a firm believer that if the woman really likes you, she is less critical of what the date encompasses, all right? So essentially, if she really likes you, she will be happy with a walk in the park and some ice cream because it's, she's more focused on the opportunity to get to know you and build something with you. If she is on the fence, if she's not that interested, if she just figured, oh, you know what, let me just get a free meal or whatever, now she's more likely to criticize, oh, he took me here, he didn't take me to this nice restaurant, all these things. And that's why I said earlier, how much we like the person will determine how we perceive certain actions and things that happen with them. And we, we're much more lenient when we actually are genuinely interested in this individual. So I do think that a lot of men have to understand if she is giving you a hard time, then chances are she's really not that into you. And she's viewing the date, the free food as the value. The value isn't you. The value is what happens on the date. And that's why she's putting so much emphasis on it. But when she values you, it's a whole different ballgame.
If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is a negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. Okay, pause there because, okay. oh my God, I literally, I was like bobbing so hard, my head's hurting because literally this is exactly what happened with my husband. I was the person that was like, okay, you know, brought up, like the, if you had a nice car, I mean, they could take care of you. Mm. I was brought up very traditional. And so that was the thing. What restaurant are you taking me to? What's your car like? How are you dressed? Tom picks me up. He's got this really old man Buick. <laughs> His back seat has got all this junk in it. And he takes me to a B restaurant in a strip mall on our first date. And you know what? I didn't give a shit. I was, <laughs> I was so enamored by him and mm. how intelligent and open and sweet and kind and romantic and chivalrous and, and honest he was with me. None of that mattered. Mm-hmm. So I'm so sorry. As you were talking, I was like, oh my God, that is so true. It is so true. Yes. And, and, and it happens in reverse. If the man is not that into you and he goes on a date, spends money on you, whether it be the first date, second date, and you don't have sex with him, he, he starts to have a problem because, again, to him, the value is in being able to sleep with you, mm. not getting to know you. Mm. 
But the guy who's really into you and, and happy to have this opportunity, he's much more willing to be patient. He's more focused on getting to know you. He's not stressed if you guys don't have sex. He doesn't feel cheated in some kind of way because he still received the value he was looking for. But to get back to women wanting free meals and, and what it de- puts a lot of men through, yeah, there's a lot of men dealing with that issue. And again, everyone's getting scared. Everyone's fearful of being played and being taken advantage of. And I do think that, especially for the women listening to, listening to this, a lot of women are, are oblivious to these types of issues. They don't realize there's other women who do this. Like, I've had commenters on some of my videos, oh, women would never do that. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, there's <laughs> millions who've confessed. They've said it. That, yes, they go out for a free meal or because they're bored. It happens. And so it makes it tough for everybody, you know? But it's not to, like, even demonize those women. I think it's just a matter of, we have to start being honest about, one, what we're feeling with this individual. Because again, a lot of times they're showing us signs that they're not that interested for whatever reason. But we want so bad to have that opportunity. So the same way, as you said, the woman thinks, okay, I can change his mind to want, you know, actually want something serious with me. What some of these guys are thinking, if I could just show her how much I can love her and, and, and cherish and all these things, then she'll want to be with me. And it's like, listen, if there is not a natural desire initially, then you're fighting a war that you typically are going to lose, Mm. you know? And it's better to just focus on showing up as who you truly are and let the rest, you know, happen naturally. See if there's a real connection there rather than just what you want. That's amazing. But there is that difference, right, between if you go on that first date and the woman's like, okay, I really want, you know, I'm really looking to find somebody. And they go on the date and the guy treats them to dinner and they're not interested, right? A woman will very rarely, I never want a blanket statement, but will very rarely then sleep with them. If they're not attracted to them, if they're not really feeling the vibe, they're like, oh my God, thank you so much for the meal. You're a lovely guy and then they bounce and it's not intentional that they're trying to use them for the money right it's just they go into it but because they don't have that thing that spark that attraction whatever they then won't take them to bed but the guy is almost the not necessarily the opposite but I've heard you say when a guy goes on a date there's those moments of well I've invested in this date I've paid for the dinner so I want then the sex you know as like maybe at least I get something out of it yeah um and then you've also said, yeah, and sometimes the guy doesn't even have to be attracted to you, he'll still want to have sex. Yes. So it's very confusing on the difference between the two because at least with a woman, you know if if they don't take it any further, the chances are, well, no, that's not true. I was going to say the chances are not Isn't it? it gets confusing I, 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 too, exactly. <laughs> I tripped over my own statement. Oh, all right, there you go. That's the proof, right, it, it, that it is confusing. It's confusing on both ends. So nobody, neither side has this clear sign that says 100% (laughs) this person is not serious based off of those actions. Right. When it comes to sleeping and not sleeping with them. That one, you never know. Because again, you could have a woman that, oh my gosh, she is enamored with this man, wants him badly, but is afraid to be judged, is afraid to move too fast. So she figures, no, let me not have sex with him. So for that man, if he thinks, well, she didn't have sex with me, that means she's not interested. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. But... It is what a lot of men use as validation that she is interested. They want some level of intimacy because again, if you're that man and you've been on several of these dates where women are using you just for the free meal, then 
essentially what you experienced was women who were never intimate with you. And that makes you feel like, okay, if that intimacy doesn't happen, how can I know she's actually sexually attracted to me? Mm -hmm. All right. So I need something, whether it be at least a kiss, sex. Of course, he would love it for it to be sex, but even <laughs> kiss would help because it shows some level of intimacy that she's willing to engage in with this man. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of men make the first move, I think, or make that move very quickly. I think also what women don't realize, and I'll, I'll use my own story. I remember back in college, I went on a date with this uh, girl who I was friends with, and I played it too cautious. And I'm going to say I played it too cautious because I'm going to tell you what she said. So I did not make an attempt to kiss her. And I'm someone who has no problem making a move, okay? But I said, no, I'm going to be careful. I make no attempt to kiss her. We had a great date. And then, like, we talked a few days later. And I don't know why, somehow nothing materialized after that, even though we, we actually liked each other and were attracted to each other. I cannot remember what happened. But what I can tell you is she said to me, I was waiting for you to make a move. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you kiss me? All right? Women don't realize how many men have heard that or have, have been questioned when they didn't make the move. So it's not only, oh, will she question am I interested if I don't make a move? Some of them will question your sexuality if you make no move. Oh. All right. So now as a man, it puts a lot of men in this uncomfortable position of I have to establish what this is. I have to show her, no, I'm interested in that way, as well as the whole dreaded, I don't want to be put in the friend zone. Mm. So if I go on these dates with her and I don't make any moves, I, a lot of men think it's them not being assertive in that way and establishing intimacy earlier that has allowed them to be slid into the friend zone, all right? Now, that may not be the actual reason why he's in the friend zone. It may just be she always was going to put you in the friend zone. You were never out of it to begin <laughs> with, right? But to him, it's if I could establish this soon, I escape ever being put there. Mm. You see, because now there's intimacy that occurred between us. And to a lot of people, they feel like once they're intimate with someone, it's like it's easier to reestablish intimacy with someone you've already been intimate with. But if we've never crossed that line, and I try to circle back later, it's an uphill battle. Mm. And, and, and with a woman, what a lot of men have experienced is that a woman can change like the season sometimes. Like, okay, you may have caught her in the right moment right now for her to accept your date and give this a chance, but literally two weeks later, she's like, I don't feel like dating anyone right now. Or, or, or I'm going to focus on me or whatever it is. She's completely, her mind has shifted. Your opportunity is lost. So it's like you have to strike while the iron is hot. That's how a lot of men feel. Because if not, you may never see this opportunity again. I think the other aspect or the other angle that women are considering is that if that man is really into you, he making a move for a lot of men the concern is, am I being disrespectful by doing this? You know, am I going to turn her off because she's like, oh, you're moving too fast. He doesn't know how you're going to receive it. And he's more concerned about how you'll react to it. And so, yes, a lot of men, like I've even had men say to me that they felt like trying to make any sexual move too early was disrespectful. And I was like, if she likes you, she's not going to view it as disrespectful. It's disrespectful if she declines and you continuously try to push to make it happen. Now we got a problem. But simply making a respectable attempt, and I say respectable like you don't force yourself on her, but you smoothly ease your way into it, it's not going to be a problem. 
But a lot of men, they're worried. And the more he likes you, the more likely he's going to be worried how you will receive it. So yes, they're waiting for that sign that says, the green light that says, okay, proceed. And even then, I'm gonna be real with you, there's a lot of women who can give the green light and he still won't do anything. Because again, he's kind of paralyzed by his fear of, I don't wanna mess things up. And I think that some women, again, it can get so confusing because there's so many different people who view things differently. Like, there are women out there who will feel like him trying to have sex is, oh, he's being disrespectful, he's doing too much. No, him, him not respecting how you feel about it. That is where you say, oh, this guy's not serious. This guy doesn't have genuine intent. This guy doesn't care about how I feel. Now I know I cannot work with this man. And again, some men who have not gone further have only later on heard how that woman was waiting for him to go further. And he lost his opportunity, you know? Or some women, again, questioning sexuality. That has happened more than people want to realize. That never dawned on me, but you're right. That actually isn't fair. <laughs> like just because tough. you don't make your move, it means that all of a sudden your your sexuality is questioned. Yes, that's what. Oh, and I'm telling you, I don't. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I wish, I wish more women could understand mm. what men are going through, because then I think it would help. Because as we mentioned earlier, the, the one of the big problems is that when these situations don't go well, when things don't work out the way that we want them to. There's a tendency to look at it as these men are full of crap, they're playing games, they're users, rather than viewing them as human beings that have their own fears and concerns that are trying to navigate the situation like you are. So the same way that you're confused about, okay, well, why hasn't he made a move? He's confused about, does she want me to make a move? And we're just trying to navigate this together. And that's why to me, I always say, it's not about what the person does. It's about how they handle your feelings about it, how they handle you addressing it. That's where you're really going to see what we're working with here. Because again, the guy who's just toxic, the guy who just wants to have sex, he is not going to be as respectful and as considerate of your feelings when you make it known. Now, it doesn't mean there aren't guys out there who are, I hate to use the word smart, but who are sly enough to recognize, okay, if she says no, let me respect it, even though that's my only intent here. But it's very hard for them to maintain that position and to show that consistently throughout the dating process if all they want is sex from you. Oh my God, that's so amazing. And I interrupted you earlier, but I didn't mean, to, well, I wanted to tell that story, <laughs> but um, I think you were gonna say about that the guy who um, is basically invested. And so when they take someone out on dates, you said, hey, look, there's other ways to do it so that you don't feel that pressure of, oh my God, I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars. And mm. so I should at least have something to show for it. Yeah. Um, what other advice did you give him? I interrupted you when you were saying that. So the, uh, the, the main thing was, again, getting creative with the dates. That's really the number one thing. So my thing is this. If you can't handle inexpensive dates, then you shouldn't be dating at all. Mm. It's just not time. All right? I think it's one thing to be, to embrace an opportunity that comes your way. So let's just call it for what it is. Let's say you're a guy who's broke. All right? You're not financially stable at all. And, and to me, broke means... You cannot stand on your own two feet. You cannot handle your own bills, all right? Okay. So it doesn't mean you gotta be rich or nothing. Go you ahead. just have to be able to take care of yourself. So you're not there yet. I don't think you should be pursuing dating in that phase of your life. You should be focused on main, establishing stability, mm -hmm. creating a strong foundation. You don't want to have a woman walk into that mess. Now, 
if you are grinding to get yourself stable and in that process a woman comes about in the natural flow of life and you guys kick it off i'm not going to tell you to run from love and run from that opportunity but that's different than the guy who's out there trying to date so in his case it's like okay you're saying it's getting expensive but again he's spending hundreds of dollars on each date that's not necessary if she really likes you simplify the date and and look at it as this to me i think we put too much on the first date i feel like first dates need to be simple for everyone for everyone who is trying to date with the intention of can we make this into a relationship and let's not add too much fluff to the first date because the fluff can be distracting meaning there was this one guy who went on a couple dates and i think the first date was a concert and the second date was like some kind of festival or something. And then things kind of went left. And I said to him, I said, listen, don't ever take a woman to a concert on the first date. Because let's just say uh, the artist is Mariah Carey. And she loves Mariah yeah. Carey. And she's always <laughs> wanted to go to a Mariah Carey concert. Well, her joy that she's ex experiencing on that date because she's at a Mariah Carey concert will confuse her as far as how she views you and her ability to actually have fun with you. See, she's not having fun because she's with you. She's having fun because she listens to Mariah Carey, all right? And that's what she wanted to be. So it's, it can be the same thing as if you take her to this amazing restaurant, not that that's the, the horrible thing to do because it's more normal for us to experience that, but even that can sometimes scramble the brain of the individual like oh my gosh this if I, if she's a woman that's never been taken to nice places mm. then you taking her mm. to this extremely nice place can cause her to feel like do i really want to let this guy go like he treats me so well and i get to go to these nice restaurants and i really like these restaurants they say she loves to eat i love all these experiences so now she's attached to that not the guy but the guy's gonna get drawn out in this long process of her holding on to him, but her not really being into him. But if we simplify the date and make it more about two people talking, getting to know each other without all the extra stuff, now we get to really see, do we actually like each other? And now we can spend more money as we proceed. Like this idea of spending all this money on the first date. Now, if you have it like that, do what you wanna do, all right? I just think it, it's good practice in general to make that first date uh, not expensive, nothing all extra, just again, walks on the park, coffee, ice cream, something simple, all right? At a Starbucks, whatever. I think that's the best way to go. Because now, if we like each other after that, we have something we can work with. That's so good, oh my God, that's <laughs> so good. Dude, that's so good. Like, I. I almost like if I was going to out date, going to on a date now, I would completely shift the way that I think because I would definitely go into it being like, okay, so did they book the restaurant? That means something. Mm -hmm. Is the restaurant five star? That means something. Do they pick me up? That mean right? And you you kind of have this list of like, <laughs> oh, if they do X, Y, and Z, this means something. If they just offer to meet me at Starbucks and go for a walk, it means that they don't want a serious relationship. And look, this is me saying that yeah. that I would have interpreted it. So um, I think that's so powerful that I would then myself make a complete shift and say, oh, I want to only meet at Starbucks and go for a walk in the park because that is the true thing of whether they're interested in me and I'm interested in them. Yes, and that's the thing. And think about now, by, by doing that, we eliminate the two factors that make the opposite genders feel 
used in situations. Simple date, no sex. Now the woman doesn't have to worry about, you know, this being a, he just wants me to, for sex issue. Men, minimal expenses, he doesn't feel used for his money. Mm. All right, now it's about, we're both giving time, so we're equally investing time into this, and we're focused on diving deeper into each other and seeing, do we really align with each other? Do we want the same things? Do we enjoy each other's presence? It's so much easier to do that on a simplified date. Mm -hmm. And I just think if people did it more, it would make it would it would also speed up the dating process as far as seeing quickly if we can make this work or not. Because too many people are letting the dating process drag along with somebody and they develop what I call dating fatigue. Mm. So now you, you've allowed this person to remain longer than they should have. It was never going to really work. If you go through this enough times, you become so exhausted with the process that now, even if the right person showed up, you don't have the energy for it. You're also now more negative and skeptical because the last few people that wasted your time or that you wasted time with, all right? So to me, it would minimize that dating fatigue and get people in and out the door a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And now imagine if, if, if I have to go on five dates in the next two weeks, but they're all simple coffee dates, then there's no, oh my gosh, I'm spending too much money or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Or if you're a woman, I'm getting intimate with five different people. No, you see what I'm saying? Because now we kept it simple. We removed those things. It's either we can make it work or we can't. Ah, uh, that's so true. And then what about like the daytime, like versus nighttime? As you were talking, I was like, oh, if you go for coffee during the day, also it kind of eliminates that like yes. pressure of thinking that they're going to try it on. Yes, I definitely think daytime dates is the way to go. Like if, if I invite a woman on a date, I typically offer lunch or brunch. I don't go for dinner. I mean, if they want dinner, okay, cool. But to me, I like to keep it lunch or brunch. That's way, again, we're, we're not focused on that other stuff. Mm -hmm. We're just focused on going out, enjoying ourselves, seeing what the vibe is. That's it. So I definitely think that would help for everybody. And again, if it's lunch or brunch or around that time or even breakfast, whatever, it's going to be naturally more less expensive. It's not easy to be the one that's constantly spending every single time. Whereas a woman may get exhausted with the time that she's giving to these different men, the man can get exhausted by the amount of money he has to spend to all these different women and not knowing each time will this go anywhere. Mm. So we're all getting cynical in our own way, yes. but for different reasons. And then as we become cynical, we then go on more dates and now two cynical people become together and now you're very confused on both sides yeah, of things. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and that's why we have to change the way we look at things. Mm. We have to... We have to not allow cynical, being cynical to creep in, being negative to creep in. Like, I don't view people as this one's so toxic. Well, of course, again, there are toxic people. But I think a lot of situations are just symptoms of they're with the wrong person. So what I mean by that is this. If a woman, another example I feel the need to use for some reason, it's kind of hitting my spirit. I knew a woman one time where... All the guys she dated or was in relationships with, uh, there was this rumor or this reputation being built that she was a prude in these relationships when it comes to sexual, being sexual with them, all right? Um, very, very conservative. Yet, there was this other guy that I knew about, that everybody else knew about, where with this guy, from what I was told, she was like completely wide open sexually with this guy. And I use that to say, you can have someone that can be with 10 people and they struggle to maybe be as open as they need to be. They don't give them the level of treatment those 10 people deserve. 
Yet that same person you get with that one individual who is that one person for them, and now it's a completely different ball game. Mm. So what that says to me is that this individual was capable, but those 10 people weren't a good fit for them. It did not tap into their true self. It did not bring out their full potential. And there's various reasons for that, but the fact remains that rather than always viewing it as these horrible people, it's no, we're not right for each other. And when we're not right for each other, people start to behave in ways that are not healthy. Again, even some of the, the most nicest, sweetest women have done things, whether they realize it or not. Like, for example, neglecting their partner in certain ways, but to them, they may have validated it through, well, he's not doing this or he's not doing that. No, you guys are just not right for each other. Mm. And if you were in the right relationship, you'd be doing all these things. Same way if he was in the right relationship, he'd be doing all these things. Mm. So part of it is people lack a relationship education, we'll call it. But I think a big portion is you can't tap into that true potential of a human being unless they're in the right place. I agree with that. There is something though, Stefan, there is double standards as a way? woman. So it's like, if you do sleep with the guy on the first date, you do some, most, a lot of the time get labeled, oh, you're a slut, you're easy, you know. You're saying by the general population? But maybe by other guys. It's like, oh, well, she sleeps with people on the first date. She must be yes. easy. And yet if a guy sleeps with someone on the first date, it's not considered a necessarily a bad thing from their situation. You're right. So this opens a whole new discussion. Right? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do, do it. it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. All right. So, and I want to warn the women. All right. I'm, I'm going to be very honest, but it's always with love and to give, you know, the truth so that they can understand what's going on here. Let's start with the fact that, you know, one argument I've always made is that when a woman says or when women say men don't get judged for sleeping with these women like mm -hmm. that. I respond with, well, because you guys don't judge them. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're, you're saying, why can't men be held to this same standard, but you're not holding them to that same standard? So if you meet this guy and he sleeps around, but you still embrace being with him, then why would you expect men to be the ones to say, well, no, we should be held to that same standard and you should judge us? No, it's on you. I hate to agree with you, but I agree. Oh, my God. So I, you did caveat this before you said it. You're just being honest. Yes. I so appreciate that. And so in real time, I'm going to then respond as well because I think this is super important to have this. It's true. So, so that, that, that's the beginning of it. But then I think we have to be honest with ourselves about the fact that the process of a man getting sex and the process of a woman getting sex are viewed completely different and they are completely different. The reality is that the, one of the reasons why men are not judged the same is because for a man to sleep with women, he has to present a level of value. The average person is gonna say, what's great about him that he can be getting all these different women? Is he just a smooth talker? Does he have money? Is he packing, you know, whatever? <laughs> like you're thinking something is great about this dude that he can get all these women, and more specifically, if they're desirable women, if they look like women that, well, dang, a lot of men would be happy to have that, and he's just getting this one and that one. So now it actually can intrigue a woman because she wants to know what's so special about him, okay? But now let's flip it. A woman having sex with a bunch of different men 
doesn't require any special talent. Mm -hmm. It doesn't require, all it requires is for her to say she's open for business. I hope that doesn't sound too bad, but that's really what it is. Like, like you know, it, I, I used this analogy before where if a straight man walked into a bar and says, I'm here for sex, right? <laughs> like, uh -huh, People are going to look at him like he's crazy, all right? And he's probably walking out with nothing, okay? If a woman walks in and says, I'm here for sex, there's a line of guys who are going to come to her, whether outright or maybe like behind the scenes, they're going to try to creep their way to her. They're coming. All she has to say is, I'm willing. So now the woman is viewed like you're giving this away so freely to men rather than you're getting these men to sleep with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's why it immediately gets viewed differently because it's like, why aren't you holding to a higher standard and being more selective of who you give this to? Because you can give it to whoever you pretty much want to. And, and that's the thing. I think also we have to, and I kind of mentioned this on, on Lewis's show, where I think we're, we're, we're running away from biological facts about men and women. All right. And I think that this fight for equality is is going against the need for balance mm -hmm. and an understanding of our differences that create harmony. So one of the things I mentioned is how the argument that women want sex just as much as men, I think is pure nonsense, mm -hmm. okay? I think a woman could want sex as much as a man, all right? So there, there are women out there with extremely high sex drive, but on average, women are not wired to want sex as much as men, simply looking at testosterone and estrogen. Mm -hmm. Testosterone increases libido. If you gave a woman testosterone injections, libido goes up. Any woman who started to work out will tell you she started to feel hornier mm -hmm. after she started working out consistently because it's raising her testosterone, which raises her libido. So we naturally have a higher libido, a higher desire, a higher need for sexual interaction than the average woman does. So when we engage in that, we're going to be viewed differently than the woman engaging in that because it's viewed more so as this biological need that we're trying to manage. Whereas the woman, and, and if we're honest, a lot of women who are very promiscuous, there tends to be something else going on behind that. It's not just sex driven. Mm -hmm. I'll give you one example. I knew a girl and, and I'm someone who I don't judge anyone and you know, if a woman's promiscuous, I'm not judging her neither, but I do understand that there might be deeper issues at play sometimes. But with this woman, this is going to sound crazy, but she had slept with three guys and they were all friends. Okay. And we're talking about it. And I said, I said, what are you doing? I said, I know you can't tell me those three men are satisfying you sexually. So what's your motive here? And she stopped and she said, you know, you're right. It was kind of the thrill of it. Like the actual content of sex wasn't what it was. It was, I guess, this idea that she can get all three of these guys and that made her feel a certain kind of way, empowered, and she was riding off of that high. But the actual sex was mediocre at best, you know? And so this, a lot of times for a lot of women, again, it doesn't mean there aren't women out there with high libidos who are sure. being driven by their own true sexual desires, but... Even when it comes to sleeping on first dates and stuff like that, a lot of these women do it because they want the man to like her. Not because she has this desire, I, I really just want it because I want it. Can that happen? Of course. But 
it's it's other things. I had another woman once where she was told growing up by her father she was ugly and that she was only good for laying on her back. So she became a very promiscuous woman. But it wasn't because she was so so much enjoying the sex. It's because she felt like that's her only value in life. So she just continuously gave herself to men in that way. So it's, it's, it's just that we have to understand that what leads to those behaviors are very different for men and women in the vast majority of cases. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, that leads to a different view or quote unquote judgment on those individuals because they're engaging in such acts. And, and I think everyone has to be honest with themselves about the why. Why are you actually doing this? You know, if it is really who you are and you are happy and at peace as a woman, then you have to just accept that regardless of how society may view you, you're living in your truth, mm -hmm. all right? And, and be at peace with that. But we're never gonna get the rest of the world to always look at things the way that we wanna look at them or we want them to look at it. And we shouldn't let them stop us from being who we truly are. Ah, oh, that's so beautiful. I'm glad you said that. I was definitely going to say, look, if a woman just wants to have sex all the time and she's freaking enjoying it, guys, go ham. Like, mm -hmm. this should be, you even said earlier, like, no judgment. Like, if that's the thing that you love and you really do and you've assessed, like, is this maybe from childhood? Is there any trauma? And you've said, oh, no, actually, I just freaking love the act <laughs> of sex. Go ham people go ham <laughs> enjoy the sex like that's super important i never want to judge women like that and the whole idea that women need to wait for marriage like i don't agree with any of that i'm always just like what is the thing that you really want to do that's authentically you and then do it but just know it may be perceived whether it's right or wrong it may be perceived in a certain way yes and with you breaking it down i think that's really just like very transparent and honest and so i go instead of battling like no that's not right I go okay if this is truth now how can i show up knowing everything and the whole biological thing by the way i'm so glad you said that because I don't ever think, like, I'm definitely, like, absolute all about equality, female empowerment, mm -hmm. but I don't think that that means that we are the same. Exactly. Like, it doesn't mean, that, by, by saying no men and women are, are not the same, doesn't mean that women are less than. Exactly. It just means that we're not the same and that we show up in very different ways, but we are equal. Yeah, and I, and I always view it as we are equal to the success of this relationship. We are mm -hmm. equal to the success mm -hmm. of society. Mm -hmm. We cannot thrive in this world without each other. We need each other. So we're equal in this sense. But now after that, there's going to be differences. Mm -hmm. And one of the other examples I want to bring up that I feel has happened due to this push of saying women want sex just as much as men or women are just like men is where in a lot of marriages, there's a huge disconnect sexually. Because mm -hmm. if you're telling a man that women are just like us, well, then that man thinks, why do I need to give you foreplay? Why do I need to mentally stimulate you? Why do I need to make sure you're good outside of the bedroom to be good inside the bedroom? Why do we need any of these extra things? Because when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. So if you're like me, you should be ready to go when, when yeah. it's time to go. So when you now tell a man that no, you have to nurture these other aspects of a woman for her to be more sexually receptive to you, he thinks that's crazy talk. Mm -hmm. Because all he's been told is, well, they're just like us, but that's not true. Women need, if a woman emotionally or mentally is in a completely different place, she cannot enjoy herself sexually, all right? If she's too much in her head, she's not going to experience the same level of enjoyment that that man will. That's why I, I kind of make this joke where, you know, sex for a lot of couples is when the man goes to work, he always gets paid, orgasm. But when the woman goes to work, sometimes she gets paid and sometimes she doesn't, <laughs> okay? Some women aren't getting paid at all. 
And so women who, better bloody get paid, my friend. <laughs> exactly. But if you're not getting paid, why would you want to come to work? Yeah, yeah. All right. So the thing is, if we don't understand the differences in order to tap into and nurture those things, we can't create better sexual harmony mm. and better sexual results. You see, if men understood more that nurturing that emotional and mental aspect of her is going to allow her to be more relaxed. If you learn you have to create an environment where she doesn't feel judged and she feels safe, she can now let go sexually. Now we get to tap into the true potential of what this could be. But if you keep telling them we're the exact same, they're not going to understand that. Mm. In, in realizing this, this was one of the things that actually helped me and my husband in our marriage was saying, oh, okay, women need love to want sex. Men want sex to, to feel the love. Yes. <laughs> and that, it, only just doing a blanket statement like that, obviously it's a very blanket statement, mm -hmm. but it allowed me and my husband to understand why, like, if I haven't felt connected to him and then he'll come up to me and, like, try and make a move, and I'm like, we haven't even been, we've barely spoken, exactly. and now you're trying to grab me, <laughs> like, you know, and put me into bed. And, but that's how he needs to then feel the love to then pour into me. And yet the other way around is I need to know that, it's not going out for dinner that he really wants. It's the sex first and then going out for dinner. And then just kind of knowing the difference between the two really does allow us to use the communication, because that's the biggest part, to then come reconnected. And I don't then interpret him making the move as dismissive to you know our connection emotionally. Yeah. And I think I may have said this to you before, but um, it, I think it was Sting that basically he did like people were saying, oh, Sting has Tantra sex and he has sex for like nine hours. Mm. And then he did this interview and he's like, I don't have sex for nine <laughs> hours. He's like, I get up in the morning and I make my wife coffee. I then make sure, I take her out for brunch and then I buy her flowers and then I take her home and run the bath. That's the nine hours of the yeah. sex, right? It's just, it just, it is a stepping stone to yes. the actual intercourse. But it's the nine hours of the foreplay, the like making sure they feel it. And in just knowing that, there's no judgment. It's just in knowing that now you know how to show up for your partner. You know exactly. how to give the gift they want, not the gift you want. Yes. And again, it's, it's, and, it, and it boils down to understanding and accepting our differences. Mm. Because again, we don't need all that. Right. We don't. But you guys do, and there's nothing wrong with either side. It's just how we're wired as human beings. And there's beauty in that because it brings a level of balance to the relationship. You know what I'm saying? And the reality is that, listen, even though we may not need those things, we can still take enjoyment mm. in those things, you know? And it's the same way. Even though the woman wants the intimacy, it doesn't mean she doesn't enjoy the sex. She just needs the non-sexual intimacy too. Mm. She needs all of it. And that's why how we create this amazing relationship. I also want to mention, just for the sake of those who are watching, like, we talked about if a woman wants to just have sex, have the sex. Now, of course, for me, there's that spiritual aspect. And that's why, I like, even waiting till marriage or whatever. I'll say this. I think it's, if everyone could, I think the world would have been a better place. Do you? Yes. Okay. I think if everyone could have. But I realize we're way past that. <laughs> okay? And it's very difficult for most people. That's why I encourage, at the very least, wait till you know what you're getting yourself into. Wait till you know that you are at peace and comfortable with whatever's going to happen next. Mm. Like, to me, I don't want women to have sex with the idea of, well, if I have sex with him, he should be calling me tomorrow. Mm. He should be liking me. He should want more. No, you should have it because you want to experience that. 
you are okay with just the, having the experience and now whatever happens after that is kind of the, a side note. It isn't the main goal from actually having the sex, mm. you know? Because if he doesn't call you and that's what you were waiting for, now you feel used, you feel hurt. Now it has a negative impact on you. But if you did it for the experience and nothing materializes, you'll still be able to say, okay, well, I did what I wanted to do. I enjoyed it. Things didn't work out, but you know, I don't feel cheated for giving myself in that way. Mm. And that's what I want women to avoid. And I love that. For that reason, a thousand percent. The thing that I've just heard a lot more of now that more women are more comfortable talking about sex is that they, they think that maybe they have to wait. But the truth is sexual pleasure, especially with a woman, um, there's an exploration there. And I know a lot of women actually in their older life where they didn't explore, they got with somebody young, they got with maybe they married the first person they slept with. And then in their old adulthood, they realized maybe they've got divorced. Like, oh my God, this is what sex was? You know, women in their late 40s and 50s, they're like, what? I've been missing out all <laughs> these years because they didn't know any difference. Yeah. And so part of me, and look, I'm not saying that you have to go have sex with other people to then understand your body and what pleasures mm -hmm. you actually that should be really the key right is that maybe practice on yourself and you know I'm a big advocate for masturbation and porn mm. it's like <laughs> you should know what you like but we I was brought up definitely not talking about any of that so I didn't think about it and it wasn't until I definitely had slept with other guys before I met my husband and it wasn't until Tom that I was like oh, this is what sex is? I was like, holy smokes. Like, what have I been doing this whole time? Um, but it literally was like, I mean, you know, it wasn't until Tom who then helped me actually get comfortable within myself. Now, look, again, I don't think we should wait for somebody else to allow us to get comfortable within our own mm -hmm. ourselves. But there is that element of if you wait and you're not necessarily explore, exploring your own body, you could miss out on the magic of sex in case your partner and you don't actually gel completely sexually. So, so here's, here's the way I look at it now. Because I, I used to, the same as you, I, was, I used to be a huge, like, people should masturbate, porn, all that kind of stuff. I've kind of veered away from that mm. for a few reasons. Before I even get to that, let me say this. I think the... The idea of, you know, we wait and we end up sleeping with someone and the sex isn't that good and so we kind of missed out or whatever. I feel that as long as we have a connection, everything can turn out amazing, mm -hmm. all right? The connection is the true foundation to the great sex because you have mm -hmm. plenty of examples of people who had sex initially, it was great, and over time it completely fell off and went mm -hmm. to trash because there was no connection to sustain it. Because at the core of great sex is two people willing to fulfill the desires of the other, all right? That's what it really boils down to. If one or the other is selfish, the sex is not going to be that great, all right? So if you don't have a connection, that means you're not deeply into this individual. You don't have this deep, uh, strong desire to make them happy and to please them. Well, your ability to show up in the bedroom in that way is completely diminished over time mm. because initially people are writing off of the pride. I want to show up and show them what I can do, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. and, and put on a whole show. But if they don't like you enough, they're not going to consistently want to please you. Mm. It now becomes about them. And now we create this huge disconnect in the bedroom. So I think we have to start with if the concern is great sex for the, for the long term, we have to start with connection. Mm -hmm. Then I think 
the reason why I kind of veered from porn and masturbation and things of that nature is because one, so I'm not, I'm not going to say that people haven't been able to do it and keep it within a healthy uh, box, so to speak, right? But for a lot of people, they can't handle it. Mm. And it creates this, this environment where people now start to rely more on themselves. So it's almost like if we're married and I have porn and masturbation as an outlet, the minute that let's say you're not in the mood for whatever reason, rather than me trying to understand what the problem is and correct it, I run to porn and masturbation. Mm. I'm always running to these mm. outlets because mm. now that it's always been there, it becomes second nature. It can actually create greater detachment between two individuals. Now, again, some people have been able to manage it and it doesn't cause that problem. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. Even with toys, it can get tricky because, yes, you can use it to enhance the experience, but some people end up, it becomes the real alternative. Right. And, and then it becomes the number one thing. They're actually going more to that than their partner. And so to me, if we, if we eliminate or at the very least try to minimize those things as best as possible and we focus on learning each other and learning each other's bodies, like I feel like a lot of people have great sex off of the energy of it. And yes, there's a level of skill involved and things of that nature. But you have yet to master their body. You don't know every single point on her body that reacts this way and feels that way. Once you take time to master the person's body, you will be on a level that no one else can match. Because the casual situation doesn't even have time to get that in tune with the individual. Okay, we can only achieve that level of mastery through a, a, a prolonged situation or long term relationship. We need time to build into that. I also think going back to the point of women having sex very soon, I think what women don't consider is that a lot of women, when they have sex very early on, they're still not completely comfortable. So they may have wanted to do it, but they're not comfortable yet. So they're not coming with their A game. It might be more like CC plus. <laughs> now, <laughs> and so depending on what that man, that man's uh, scale of what is great to him, that C plus could cause him to look at you like, oh, I can't be with her because the sex is subpar. Not knowing that, no, you have a whole nother level to go mm. to that you haven't shown him yet, but you're not comfortable to go there yet. You need to warm up to it. So this is where it can become a problem because if you're gonna have sex soon and you don't come with it or you don't come with who, what you really are sexually, you're giving a misrepresentation of yourself. Mm -hmm. And now you might get lucky and to where that level is good enough for him to still be happy and not think anything wrong with it. But to a very experienced guy, he might be thinking, oh no. And it reminds me of this situation where like, again, back in college, I had this guy friend and he would say, if a woman doesn't give him oral sex, uh, when they have sex for the first time, he's not dealing with her no more. Wow, like right? straight That's up That's it, it's done. He's like, if, if she can't do that with the sex, no, forget it. And I said to him, I said, listen, man, she just may not be comfortable yet. Mm. Like, mm. give it a couple times. You might see something change. No, no, that's crazy. If she don't want to do it the first time, forget her. I said, trust me, just give her a chance. So the next time he had a situation like that, he waited. And it was like by the third time they engaged, not only did she do it, it was like super amazing. And I said, you see, you never know. Mm. But this is the problem with having sex too fast without establishing a strong foundation and also being more transparent about what we like sexually and, and, and how we, what, what is our high level? Because, okay, it's one thing to say, 
listen, I using oral sex as an example, I truly believe in it, I engage in it, but it takes me time to feel comfortable giving that to a guy. Or you'll have some women say, I, I enjoy it, but I want to at least have an official relationship. But people don't have those conversations. Mm -hmm. So when it doesn't happen, his assumption is you just don't do it. Mm. You just don't like doing it. And if that's important to me, well, that's a deal breaker. Situation's dead. I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, no, I mean, that, that was so amazing. And as you were talking, I was like, wow, it really is going back to like the, the difference between us is that I think a lot of women, and again, I'm just gonna speak for myself, I really did need the trust. And I think that that's probably a big part of why I was so enamored by Tom. And I was like, this is what sex is, oh mm -hmm. my God. Was because I trusted him. I was able to really let my guard down. Yes. I, um, and so when I think we're able to do that, you do then, I mean, when you think about orgasms, right, let's just kind of go deeper into this. Mm -hmm. Like your body needs to relax. It needs to yes. kind of give over. But if you're not in a relationship or a sexual relationship where you feel that super safe and secure and trust them, then it may be harder, you know. No, 100%. So a story I have is there was a woman, she was in a relationship uh, for a few years. During that whole time, no orgasms, all right? None at all. They finally get married, orgasm city. It's like the walls burst wide open and she's free at last, okay? <laughs> then unfortunately, a few years into marriage, he was in the military, he cheats on her, orgasm stops. Mm. And it's the most perfect example of if the woman does not feel safe and secure, and, and what, what brings that safety and security will vary with each woman, right? But if she doesn't feel safe and secure, it will be very difficult for her to be comfortable enough to open up. Not just open up enough to enjoy the experience at its fullest, but open up to present herself or, or what she does for him in that experience. And so that's why that's a huge key. And that's why women have to be honest with themselves about what level of security and safety that do you need? And let's talk about that. Let's understand. And there's nothing wrong. Yes, for some women, they may not be able to be that relaxed until they have a committed relationship or marriage, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to me, I would argue, if that's what you need, then don't have sex until you get that. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is that allows you to really be free and let loose, because now this is when we really see how great we mesh sexually mm -hmm. when we're not holding back anymore. Another thing to consider though is, I know of situations, if I'm honest, I've experienced this. I'm just gonna put my business yes, out the there. Yes, right? that's the truth. <laughs> Where I remember one time, this sounds so bad, but I'm just gonna keep it real. One time I was having sex with a woman and I'm very in tune. I, I just think there's something that God gave me that is very in tune, picks up on energy, very observant. So even in the process of sex, I, I catch certain things. Mm. I could feel her body was reaching, about to reach orgasm and she would stop it, okay? Mm. Every time she would stop it, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So afterwards, we kind of had a conversation about it, not like directly afterwards, but another time, and I brought it to her attention, I said, yo, I feel like every time you kind of pull back. And long story short, she kind of expressed how she felt basically if she let go and allowed herself to reach that point, it would cause her to be so much more attached to me. And at that time, we didn't have an official relationship. It was more of a casual thing. So this was kind of her safeguarding herself and not allowing herself to fall too deep. 
So a lot of women hold back because they're afraid of that. If I let go and really allow myself to enjoy this, forget just even orgasm, just enjoy this at a greater level, I will struggle more with detaching from this man if he's not already providing that safety and security. And so it creates this disconnect. And again, it, it can throw things off in that relationship. And I think it's also a sign of then don't do it. If you have to hold back like that, that means you're not feeling safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. That means you haven't reached that level where you can open up, discuss it. And if that man is unwilling to provide that, then don't even have sex with him. Mm -hmm. Because now you're only selling yourself short. You're selling the experience short. And it's not going to help you get what you want anyway. So just walk away from it. God, that's so true. There is that moment of like, you know yourself well enough, you know, like if I do this, oh, I'm like, I've opened the floodgates. Yes. <laughs> like there's almost like no returning from it. Um, and so I think especially if you've been scorned in the past and I get it, right? I understand if you've had heartbreak in the past, if you felt used in the past, there are going to be those moments where you're like, oh, oh don't go there. You've been there before. Mm -hmm. You saw where it got you. So just stop at this, this line right here. And not being able to maybe go slowly over the line but like i said it's either kind of the doors are shut or the floodgates open yeah. um and there is that fear that what if i go backwards what if i end up being that person that let them walk over me and use mm -hmm. me again exactly. i'm so fearful that i'm going to keep these doors shut forever yes and that and that shows that healing is needed mm -hmm. there needs to be healing this isn't the time to maybe even be dating i mean it may have helped expose the situation mm -hmm. but ultimately Take a step back and focus on flushing that hurt and trauma out of your system so you're not, you're not proceeding with those thoughts lingering in your head, but also still be honest with yourself. I think a lot of women deep inside, there, there are so much more women right now that I feel want a relationship but are not being honest and vocal about it, mm -hmm. all right? Either out of the shame of they don't want to make it seem like they're, they're needy or they're thirsty for, for a relationship, or, you know, there's other people saying, you don't need a man, you're good. You know, they, some people want to make empowerment about not wanting or needing a man. Mm. I view empowerment as living your truth. And if your truth is you want a relationship, cool. If your truth is you are cool being single, cool. Just live your truth because I want you to be happy and at peace. But when you're not living your truth, you're at conflict with self. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And now that causes all kinds of stress and all mm. kinds of issues. But... A lot of women, if they were more honest about it with themselves and with the men they were dating, that could also help avoid some of these situations. Because again, she meets this man. She knows she wants a relationship. She knows she wants future marriage. But in the fear of, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to push him away. Let me agree to his going with the flow. Or let me act like I'm cool with this casual thing. When you're not cool. And, and, and to your point earlier, you might be thinking, okay, well, Maybe I can just play it casual for now and I can change his mind eventually. No, you're getting yourself into more trouble. Mm -hmm. and, and real quick, this just popped in my head. There's this book. I always forget the name of the book, but essentially the book surveys people. It, it, it came up with the seven things that make women more uh, increase their chances of marriage. Mm -hmm. All right. And it was like a scientific study they did by studying all these different groups. And one of the things on that list was not staying in dead-end situations and relationships. The women who would tend to get married knew how to cut things off fast. They didn't let things linger on. And I think women underestimate the power of learning how to cut off 
quickly mm -hmm. and knowing yourself enough to know that if you recognize this guy is not really for you, but you're trying to give it a chance. I don't think you should, but let's just say you give it a chance anyway. You got to know that point that if you cross it, you're going to have a much harder time letting go. So don't cross that point, mm. whether that's sex, whether that's giving him money, whether that's meeting his parents. If, if there's kids involved, if you know meeting the kids is going to get you stuck, don't get that far. Get if I don't think you should get close to that line, but you can get as close as you want without making sure you don't cross it. And, and before you cross it, you have to say, OK, I'm at the breaking point. I know at this point I have to make a decision. Either I'm going to go all in, which if you know he's not the one for you, you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. But or I'm going to recognize, accept what I already knew, let him go, move on. That would save a lot of heartache, a lot of stress, a lot of unnecessary relationships and situations. That's so powerful. And I, as you were talking, I was like, oh, we should all write this before we go on dates and before we start to date. Because mm -hmm. actually just knowing what that line is. Yes is very powerful and addressing it before you get to the line because when you're at the line you can maybe coax yourself yeah. you can lie to yourself <laughs> you can give yourself reasons why well, yeah, i'm just gonna put a toe over the line uh, right and then it's not really a toe you're sprinting yeah. so kind of like knowing what that line is i actually think and just powerful like is it the parents is it the kids is it the family like i think that's so beautiful is it posting on social media all of these things yes, are yes. definitely yeah because that's a good one too because yes yeah, some people feel trapped because now they've presented this relationship right. to the world and they're afraid of how it's going to look if now it's gone. So now they struggle with completely walking away from mm -hmm. it, you know? So all, all of those things, you have to know yourself well enough to know what creates creates that dilemma in your life. Yeah, I love that. And something you said earlier actually about just like being honest with yourself about wanting somebody, I think that's so powerful. The, the thing that I will... Um, say I've realized differently in my adulthood is you don't need a man but man if you want one hell yeah there you go exactly. I used to felt like I used to feel like I needed my husband mm. and the biggest blessing during our marriage was that I realized I didn't need him I want him yeah. and I actually think that's way more powerful that I'm now with him not out of necessity yes. but out of desire yes. and so I think if somebody's sitting there saying oh my god I need a man you need to I think maybe identify what is that thing that's missing from your life that you need to maybe work on so that you're not looking externally whether it's to you uh, externally to a friend or to a partner or to a parent or to a boss like I think it's always important to look internally but to your point if you want a partner we shouldn't shy away from it and the yeah. message of you don't need anyone is like no you don't need anyone but if you want one go have exactly like actually <laughs> say that out loud yes I want a relationship yes I want a partner that doesn't make you weak that doesn't make you less than that doesn't make you less than a woman like own that shit yes and I think that's powerful so I'm really glad that you said that Absolutely. No, I, and I 100% agree. And, and like you said, it, like I've even said that to myself, like for me as a spiritual man, the only thing I need is God. Mm. I need God. I need water because I can't stay alive without <laughs> yeah. water. I need oxygen. All right. Like we have to really understand what the word need mm. means. It means we cannot survive without this. Yeah. We all can survive without a partner. We will all be fine at the end of the day if we can't, if a partner is not in our cards, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But yes, doesn't mean we don't desire it. It doesn't mean that a partner couldn't enhance our life and make it even better, you know, but you want a foundation of peace and being happy within self mm -hmm. before you think you need it from someone else. And now you place that responsibility on them rather than showing up as this full, happy, 
wonderful person that can pour into them as they can pour into you with that same energy. Yeah, I realized that in the reverse. So I realized I was turning to my husband anytime that I needed something for him to, you know, quote unquote, come and save me. Mm. Like if I was having trouble on anything, I would turn to him. And it felt very comforting at the time because you don't actually realize you're doing it because my husband's so amazing, he would always show up for mm. me. And then um, there was one moment where I had a massive health issue and um, I couldn't get a hold of him. I was calling him, I was calling him, I was calling him, and I couldn't get a hold of him. And I'm actually on my knees, I've got massive stomach cramps, so I'm holding my stomach on the floor, I'm like, I need my husband, I need my husband. And he wasn't answering. And in that moment, I was like, all right, well, he's not turning up. So you've got a choice, you yeah. can stay on your <laughs> knees, or you can realize you're the hero of your own life. Get the fuck up. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, oh, yes, you are your own hero, get the F up. And because I told myself that, I got up and that changed everything. That changed the way I saw myself, my own identity. Um, and I was very open to my husband saying, I've been leaning on you for everything. Mm -hmm. And now I've actually realized there are things I have to work through myself so that I know that I'm here for myself. And that doesn't mean I don't love you any less. Exactly. That doesn't change my relationship with you. It's just, I've realized I've put in the burden on you when actually I need to show up for myself. And mm -hmm. that mentality in that relationship element then spilled into how I show up for my business, how I show up in my career, how I show up for my friends, how I show up for my family. It literally impacted everything. Mm -hmm. And so just by using the difference between the need and the want, I think is super powerful for women to be able to embrace yeah. and not shy away from the fact that maybe you want a relationship and that's Absolutely. okay. And I, and I will say, because I think, you know, the, the problem with these discussions in a general sense is that the words can get so tricky mm -hmm. because we apply them differently in different moments. So I'm thinking now, like I've said to people, because I'm 100% on the same page with you right now, but I've said to people, you know, you know what you want, God knows what you need, mm. right? So again, it, it's tricky because I guess I have to now start to be conscious about rewording it and saying God knows what's best for you. Mm. All right. Because again, the needing is like you cannot survive without this. Yeah. And though he does know what you need in a general sense, it's, it's not about relationships. You know what I'm saying? He just knows who can align with you on this path. What's truly best for you? And because I do think that sometimes when we get caught up in just the want aspect, well, the want is based off our own logic and understanding of things. Oh. And sometimes that's very limited. And I think wants are very fluid as well. Like what you wanted at 24 may not be what you want at 32 and what you want at 38. But I am a firm believer that what was best for you, what is truly best for you as far as a partner and a long-term relationship was always the same throughout your entire life. All right. It may not have been time to receive it at certain times in your life, but who you were going to align with, who was going to be best for you, those traits, those characteristics were consistently always the same because I feel like we don't live life to to decide and, and create who we want to be I feel like we live life to discover who we actually are that life is about working through these limiting mindsets that say well you can't do this or this doesn't make sense or they're gonna look at you funny for this and as we evolve and we accept no wait a minute that's that's who I am that's what I enjoy that's what fills my heart this is the person that, this is how I operate. Once we accept it, now we've come into the full fruition of our true selves. And it's, it's easier for us to now see who we can live life with at that point.
Oh my God, I'm now going to change my language and say what's best <laughs> instead of one. I really like that. Like words really do matter. And so that's actually a beautiful way of putting it. Um, the one thing I want to make sure that we definitely cover here is I'm, we've given the grace to assume that no one means harm, right? On mm. the male side, the female side, with all this communication. But there are a bucket of guys that absolutely will use you for sex. Yes. And I don't want to, I, I would be honestly heartbroken if we left this episode with actually talking about this because I don't want us to put blinders on on the fact that that isn't also true. And I yes. think that that's also another thing where a lot of women get um, hung up on, on that they have been used. A guy has blatantly lied to them and said, oh no, this is great. Or maybe they've said certain words um, that made them believe it was more than a one night stand or just sex um, and they've then committed their lives or they've spent a lot of their time um, pouring into this relationship or the dynamic with the guy only to then find out down the road that, oh yeah, they actually did only want me for sex. So I'd love to talk about a couple of the signs of when the guy is just blatantly only in it for sex and we may not see the signs. Okay. So as always, quick disclaimer, like, you know, there's always going to be exceptions to the rule. Of course. And, and sometimes it can still get confusing. But I think these are very strong signs that will typically mean this is what it is. Number one, he doesn't want to take you anywhere. All right. Again, as I said earlier, the guy who just wants to have sex is trying to get is trying to get the, the most for the least effort. Okay. So a lot I've had situations where the guy will only tell him to come to his house or want to go to her house. Mm -hmm. I've had situations where the guy only wants to go to a hotel room, all right? That's the only place that he'll meet up with the woman. They're not trying to be out and about with you, okay? It is extremely rare for a guy with genuine intent not to make some kind of accommodations to take you out. So if he's 100% refusing it, everything is about being at his house or yours, he just wants sex, plain and simple, all right? I think the, the second thing is that he doesn't respect your want, your desire to want to wait for it. Mm. So it's one thing for, um, let's say you're a woman, you're going on a date with this man, and you let him know, hey, listen, I'm not into rushing into that. I want to take my time. I don't know when. This is going to take a while. If he's all about sex, again, most guys are dropping you at that point, plain and simple. Mm. There are going to be some who will hang on because they're going to try to see they can maneuver through this. But most guys are dropping, and when I say dropping you at that point, they will continue with the actual date, maybe, but they're not going to be hitting you up consistently after that and all these things if you made it clear that sex is kind of off the table at this point, all right? So I think that establishing that early and seeing how they handle it is going to tell you a lot of where their head is at. Mm. Because again, the guy who wants you for more than that is going to be more considerate, more respectful, be willing to be more patient. Those guys, they don't have the patience for that. Because in their head, well, I can go have sex with someone else. And if a woman says, well, yeah, well, they can keep talking to you while they're having sex with other people. Yes. But the chances that they will show up in other ways in that relationship while waiting is extremely unlikely. So to be, as I mentioned earlier, to be talking to you every day, mm -hmm. to be going on multiple dates, all that just to have sex? No. Not in most cases. So I think that it, how how patient he is willing to be with it. And what I was going to mention is, now, if you say that to him, he says, okay, cool, I respect that, I'm willing to wait. And let's say it's a date later and you guys have sex. That's different because he was willing to wait, but in the mm. natural flow, things still happen. Mm. Okay, so be it. 
Now, if he pressured you into it, that's a whole different story. And that's another thing. It's one thing for that man to verbally say, I respect it. But how is his behavior? Is he still trying to pressure it? Is he still pushing? Is he still showing a man who's not honoring your boundaries? This is telling you he just really wants sex. Mm. Because again, if he likes you too much, he does not want to offend you mm. in a way that will cause him to lose out on you. So another one that I can uh, mention is he never wants to see you when you're on your period. So again, it boils down to, it's such a huge sign of his value of you is sexually and that's it. Because if you're not available sexually, mm -hmm. he does not want to be available to you. And so whether it's because sometimes he doesn't know you're on your period. So whether it's okay, you come over. I was going to say, you know, some people are like, I ain't going to tell him. Yeah, this exactly. is going to be the test. <laughs> exactly. You don't tell him. And I think you should tell him. You should tell him in advance because if you tell him, hey, I'm on my period this weekend or this week or today, do you want me to come over? Or don't even say, do you want me to come over? Because again, as I said That's, earlier, yeah. men have a hard time rejecting. Oh, and also in you asking, it's basically make, you do sound like, hey, then this is just sex. Like you're almost giving them permission exactly. that if you ask them that it's Yes. So just saying, hey, I'm just letting you know just in case it's an issue or whatever, I'm on my period. Now, if he's like, all right, well, you know what? Let's just go see each other another time. <laughs> okay. Red freaking flag. That's a red flag. Yes, it's a red flag. And, I, and I, I feel the need to mention this. For the women who are in a casual situation, like, you can't be mad at that if it is an established casual situation. Very right? fair. I don't know why I felt the need to mention that, that's but, no, you know. Um, but, yes, if you guys are dating and you're trying to evaluate what this is, yeah. If, if he doesn't want to see you when you're on it, it's a problem. Or let's just say you forget to mention it. I don't know how you would forget, but let's just say you did. And you get there. Why do I forget? Because to you, that may not be the primary thing. You just want to hang out with them. Good point. You're not realizing how it might be an issue. Yeah, like if you're into the relationship, you're not thinking necessarily yes. they're only going to want to see me because of this. Exactly. So now let's say you go over, you guys are hanging out, he makes his move, and he said, oh no, I'm on my period. If he starts to have an attitude after that, if he starts to try to wrap up the date really fast, all red flags. All that is showing you, yeah. Because again, if I like you for more than that, I'm not stressing that you're on your period mm -hmm. right now. I still want to hang out with you. I still want to enjoy you. If we're being technical, there's still other sexual options depending on what people are into anyways. But I think that, yeah, that guy who's serious about you is going to be more like, oh, okay, cool. Like, he may, he may be a little disappointed because he was looking forward to it happening, but he's not going to be like, okay, get out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and cut the date short. So definitely the period one is another big one. Um, another one to consider is just never wanting to express his intentions with you. Like, I think, I think at this point in society, we need to accept that there are certain phrases that are pretty much code for, I just want to have fun and be casual. And which phrases are they? Let's go with the flow. Huh. Uh, 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 um, you know, let's just enjoy ourselves, have fun. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want anything, anytime, anything that says I don't want anything serious or I'm not trying to worry about anything serious or just any vagueness, any vagueness, mm. all right, is telling you the chances are that person just wants to have sex and have fun. Now, I feel the need to also mention this because this is where it can get confusing as well. There are some men who may not be all about having sex with you, 
still want to hang out with you and enjoy you, yet still have no serious intention with you. Mm -hmm. That can happen, all right? But again, I think that those men will still express a very vague or lackadaisical approach to what we're doing here, mm. all right? He's not going to say, um, I'm, I'm looking for marriage, when with you, he's probably just trying to have fun. Women will say men don't want relationships or marriage because they're constantly hearing men say that. What they don't realize is men will say that to you if that's not his intention with you because he doesn't want to be held to that standard. So essentially, if I go on a date with this woman, and I've already decided, because remember what I said earlier, they've already put you in a box. Mm -hmm. I've already decided you're not the one I'm trying to marry. And you say, well, what are you looking for? If I say to you, I'm, you know, I'm looking for a wife right now, you're going to hold me to the standard of serious intentional dating mm -hmm. that can lead to marriage, if that's what you desire. So if I don't want to be held to that, I have to hit you with the, you know, I don't know, right now I'm just trying to, live life, and I'm just trying to enjoy myself, see where things go. Again, vague. Because now you can't hold me to any specific expectation. And now if, you, if we move forward and sex happens, I never promised you anything. Mm. I never told you I wanted anything serious. I never told you I wanted a wife. So you can't be mad at me. And that's what typically happens. So anything that shows he's unwilling to give specific intentions specifically for something serious chances are it's either he just wants to have sex or again he just doesn't want anything serious so even if it's just enjoying you in, in pastime and free time even if it doesn't get too sexual it's still telling you he doesn't want to go further than that yeah that's so amazing because we do i mean i've said this before we do interpret things in our own way mm -hmm. and so the one thing that is very that you've said is repeatedly actually is like they'll tell you like if they if they're, if they're interested they'll basically say it unless of course they're trying to just blatantly lie to you but in saying like i don't necessarily want anything serious we there is that part of that we just hope maybe this is going to be different <laughs> um but i think actually it's just safer to go oh take their word for it take their yes. word that when they say they don't want anything, they actually don't want anything serious yes because when i met tom on my on our first day i was in america I had to legally go back to England because mm. I was only here on a vacation visa. He didn't want anything serious because he just got out of a relationship where the woman was a little like too clingy. And so we both came into it. Basically, this is going to be the best fling ever. Mm. And we both had the idea. We both like on that day where he was just like, I just got out of a relationship. I'm like, I'm here on vacation. And it was, we were most, both really honest about the fact that neither of us wanted anything serious. And what was funny is after that first kind of day, we were like, so what are you doing tomorrow? And then the next day I was like, so what are you doing tomorrow? And neither of us said expectations. It was just then after that, I'm really having fun. Do you want to hang out again? Mm -hmm. And in that, I'm really having fun. Do you want to hang out again? We started to really build intimacy. We really started to bond. We really started to connect. And then eventually we're like, wow. Neither of us expected this, but we, let's be honest, we're both feeling something we've never felt before. You see, and, and that's a perfect example of one of those exceptions to the rule that when, when you meet that person you have a connection with, you throw the rule book out the window. Mm -hmm. Everything changes. Whatever you were planning is a whole different ballgame now. And again, that's not something that happens in most situations. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Most situations, if one or two of those people came in with a fling mindset, it's going to be a fling. Mm. One Or one person gets attached and the other person is trying mm. to figure out how to manage the situation and get out of it. But for both of you guys to be like, no, we see something here and we want this and now it's turned into 20 years of marriage, 
It's, and I think when the women hear this, I, I just want them to understand this is a rare moment. This is an outlier. It can, it's possible, anything is possible. Mm -hmm. But it's just not the likely scenario when we're coming in with that kind of a mindset, yeah. you know. And but again, I think to 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 also add more perspective to it, even though you guys came in with a fling, if you notice, you guys didn't really handle it fling like on that first date. Mm -hmm. That first date progressed in a way that I think you guys were already sensing like, wait a minute, this is different because you guys didn't rush to sex on that first date. Mm -hmm. You guys played it cool. You were still kind of examining, okay, what he's doing, and you were you were falling for him in the first date. Yeah. I think he was falling for you in the first date. You guys may not have completely understood at that moment what's happening here and how to articulate it, but if it was a fling from the jump, I think things would have played out completely different on that first date. Yeah, all the rules, you're right. Like All the rules went out the window on that first date because I was so enamored by it. I'd never met a man like him before. Mm -hmm. Like There was no pretense, and I was so used to the guy trying to get the girl, quote unquote, mm -hmm. that you, I'd sensed it at that point. You know, like you kind of seen it enough, and he didn't do any of the typical trying to get the girl. He was so himself. He turned up in like his work clothes. He didn't even go home and change, <laughs> right? Like again, like, but it was the fact that he was in himself. I didn't feel like he was trying to play me. Yeah. And in that, like not feeling played, I then I think probably let my guard down. Yeah. And in that first day, it absolutely was magical. Like there is, and look, there are also experts actually that say, if it's magical, it means there's something wrong. Right? Yeah, and I hate that. Oh, let's talk about that. Oh my goodness. Okay, talk to me about <laughs> that me because that's what I hear a lot now. Yes, so here is my belief. There's going to be a lot of people who may disagree with it. I believe that real love, real connection happens extremely fast, if not instant, mm. okay? Mm. When you sit down with couples who all talk about having a very strong connection, they can tell you first date, first week, very fast, they felt something extremely strong. Mm. Now, again, whether they moved into getting proposed in three months or something, that's different. Like how they manage it and handle it will vary, mm. but they felt it and knew immediately. I believe that when it takes time, a lot of times that's not real love. That's you growing accustomed to their presence. That's you learning mm. how to tolerate them. Mm -hmm. That's you just becoming comfortable with having someone. So you grow attached to them, but it's not love. Why does love need time? And look at it from this perspective, because again, I'm a spiritual person. I believe love is an energy. It's a spirit, all right? If you look at it from a biblical perspective, they say God gave us a spirit of love. The spirit knows what it knows already. The spirit knows before us. It doesn't need months to figure it out. The problem is our minds catching up to our spirit, us getting out of the way of our fears. In most cases, when it's really real, it's extremely intense initially, but we struggle with, okay, wait a minute, this is happening too soon, this is different, I don't understand what's going on here, am I tripping, what's, what's, you know, we psych ourselves out. But in reality, no, I think that's when it's actually the realest thing. Mm. So all this, it, it happening too fast, no, no. Because again, ex for me, I, you know, I've, I've had the, the, I've been fortunate enough to see so many different people's lives. Mm so many different couples, so many different singles. And when I look at all the couples that it took time with, I've never yet seen one that had this amazing relationship over the long term. Really? Yes, I've never seen it. 
I've seen two people trying to manage and tolerate being with each mm. other. I've seen people stay together because of kids. I've seen all these different reasons why they're still there, but it wasn't this, oh my gosh, I have this connection and they're just so in love with each other as much as they were when they first met. I'll never forget even driving in an Uber one time. My Uber driver said he's been married for 55 years. He said he knew that was his wife after the first date. Mm. And they've been inseparable since, and they're still as affectionate as they were when they were young. Like, nothing's changed. They're so deeply into each other. So I've just seen too many examples of real connection being pretty much instant. Where do we... Um miss a trick though because sometimes there is that connection where it's like it is it's them doing a facade to make you feel a certain way but then if you hit like a lot of the narcissists that's what i've heard where they know how to tap into they know how mm -hmm. to make themselves seem unique and very special on that first date because they're playing these mental tricks with you so i'll say this the connection you're gonna feel something strongly initially and yes, that can get confused with chemistry, infatuation, all these different mm, there things. You go, yeah. But throughout the process of dating them, it will expose itself to either be real or not. So what happens is you meet, let's say, the narcissist and they put on that show. What, a lot of times what you're falling for so quickly is the surface of what they're presenting to you. The resume. Oh, my gosh, they have this, they have that. All these things. I have, I'm having this fun with them. But you can't actually say you really know them. Y'all haven't dived deep into each other. There's a lot of unanswered questions. So you haven't verified this connection. I'm sure if we look back at your situation over that process, you guys kept diving deeper and deeper. Mm. And the deeper you went, the more you're like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it wasn't showing you anything different that was out of alignment. Mm. So you will confirm it through the process of diving deeper into each other. I think that the women or even the men who end up with these bad people, these narcissists, these toxic individuals, they stayed on the surface. Or when they did dive deeper, they saw the red flag, they saw the problem and they ignored it. They convinced themselves, you know what, let me not go there. They don't want to address it because they don't want to let go of what they're holding onto on the surface. They don't want to let go of that infatuation. They don't want to let go of that attachment. They don't want to let go of the fantasy they've created in their head. I have a recent situation involving a man who's been struggling with this woman. And I said to him, you're holding on to what you believe she can be, not what she was. You know, throughout that whole relationship, she mistreated this man. She was not pouring into him at all. But to him, it was just, if I could just get her to open up, I can just get her to that next level, then I believe she can be this amazing woman. But that's not what she's been to you. And the fact that she hasn't been that Either, even if you believe this is the woman for you, even if you believe that's the missing ingredient, just getting past this wall, well, until she conquers that on her own, you're never going to experience that with mm -hmm. her. And she can never be the woman that you need, and you can't be the man that she needs. So either way, you have to let go. And then if, if, if it's meant to be, it can work itself out. Or, and I, I won't even say if it's meant to be. If she is willing to do the work and you're willing to do the work, there will be an opportunity later mm -hmm. to possibly make this thing work. Outside of that, you have to accept it for what it is. So I think that a lot of people are dwelling in the fantasy and not the reality, and that's how they miss the mark and confuse the connection from everything else. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I literally could just keep talking to you. What I love about it, 
we're always very honest with each other. We're always very transparent. I think we both have such big hearts where we really do want to help couples, men and women. Yes. And so having these transparent, honest conversations of like, there's no judgment here. Let's actually just lay everything out and talk about how we navigate these things is always so beautiful. And I always feel like I've grown just having these conversations <laughs> with you. Good. And I really do hope people at home um, also feel the same. Where can they find you and just all the amazing content you're putting out? Uh, all social medias at Stefan Speaks. Definitely go to my YouTube at Stefan Speaks. Um, and they can go to my website as well, StefanSpeaks.com. Amazing. Guys, guys, he's so epic. <laughs> if you felt like this brought you value, drop in the comments what was the biggest nugget of gold that really hit you really hard. We want to hear from you. If you're not following me, follow me at Lisa Billu. And guys, honestly, if this episode did bring you value, please, please do let your homies know. Let the other people in the world, the other women know that this show does exist and that Stefan Speaks is here giving us nuggets of gold. And until next time, guys, be the hero of your own life. Peace.